millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello everyone, Poker and Politics here. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about the very obviously fake um, pedophile code that Pizza Gators throw in our faces all the time, screaming and yelling about how obviously the Podesta emails are uh, code for child trafficking and how they're monsters and how if we can't see that, we must be either blind or actively defending child uh, traffickers and are just terrible people who are getting paid Soros bucks to lie on behalf of monsters. Also, I have a Jordan Sather tweet that is hilarious that I will get to. And uh, a, little bit, a little bit of complaining about the election. Uh, that's probably going to be an ongoing theme for these last hundred or so days left in ye old campaign to uh, not have America become a uh, burning wreck. I mean, that's thumbs the brakes and all that. I actually accidentally watched some mainstream media today and it made me very angry because I know where you are supposed to get your news and that's social media and Twitter. And when you, even MSNBC, oh, it's so funny. Even them, even CNN, the people that like QAnon bitterly hate. Oh, I watched them for like five minutes and I was just so angry. It was not even funny. Just hilarious. But uh, anyhow... Because I am now uh, your bought and paid for shill, uh, my Patreon is up and running, and uh, I have to uh, do things on behalf of my glorious benefactors who have helped me out here, which I very much appreciate. So, uh, because this is the last Sunday of the month, and because a lot of people have already helped me out, this is time for shoutouts. So everyone who told me what to shout them out as, that will get a shout-out now. And this will, the people who did $5 or more, will get what a shout-out on the uh, last Sunday episode of every month. So, uh, having explained all of that, I'm also going to explain the noise you're going to be hearing while I do this. And that is because, as a poker dealer, it is traditional 
to take the chip that you have been thrown as a tip and you wrap it on the tray of your of the, on the table your the tray the bank in front of you has a metal frame and you wrap the chip on that and then you put it in your tip cup or your pocket or whatever and the way that this is done for a simple reason you are generating noise with the chip so that people know what you are doing with it it is uh, designed so that you're not just palming the chip and putting it into your pocket uh, without people's consent. The noise is designed to let everybody know I'm doing this totally above board and ethically, and this tip has been given to me in good faith. So, uh, having said all that, uh, the people who have gotten back to me, let's run through them now. Uh, Alex and Dejas, thank you very much for taking care of your dealers. Bam. Uh, Chairman uh, Chairman Walkman. <laughs> I don't know why that name makes me laugh, but it does. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. Uh, going on. Uh, Phoenix, thank you very much for taking care of your dealers. Appreciate that. Um, going on to my next person. Uh, Mindy the Great. Mindy the Great. Thank you so much for the dealers. Uh, the... Uh, the Grand Inquisitor of my podcast. Uh, <laughs> ASI Mallard, whose uh, comments to me got uh, mutilated on my uh, Patreon. Much appreciated. Thank you, AS, AIS Mallard, for uh, taking care of me and supporting me. And... Um, <laughs> up next... Uh, I'm just going through this. Uh, Alan. Alan, thank you for taking care of your dealers. Appreciate that. And um, and finally, Rohit. Oh, God, I'm so sorry I butchered your name because I am a totally illiterate moron. I thank you very much and appreciate you tipping your dealers. Thank you also very much for those of you who've, dealt, who've uh, tipped uh, $10 on my Patreon uh, for game nights. Uh, talk to me, try to schedule that, whatever you want to do. I'm game for it. I have already played uh, Alex and Dejas in Magic the Gathering. Uh, I am at your disposal. I would love to do a secret Hitler night with a crew of people or Settlers of Catan with a crew of people. Those games are incredibly fun, and if I can find a way to Twitch stream them or record them on YouTube and then broadcast them afterwards, I want to do that because it would be very entertaining for me anyways, and I hope other people would enjoy it. So, uh, having taken care of business, as it were, uh, it's time for the unbelievably fake FBI uh, pedophile code nonsense that we have uh, been seeing for years now. Now, I had always made fun of this because it is, re it is redundant and stupid. Um, my favorite part is, is that, or it was my favorite part until I realized this, the, the revelation and epiphany that I had is that uh, cheese stands for little girl and pizza stands for girl, which, so if you order a cheese pizza, you get a little girl girl? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Um, also, as, as people have pointed out, walnut standing for person of color uses the British spelling of color with a U in it instead of just uh, C-O-L-O-R. And why would the FBI use a uh, British spelling for a word? It does not make any sense. 
But the thing that really uh, stuck out to me and that made it very obvious that this was a attempt to retrofit evidence into an already established uh, narrative is the term map. Because every other term here is uh, food-based. There's hot dog, pizza, cheese, pasta, ice cream, walnut, sauce. And yet map is in this list for a reason. And the reason why MAP is in here is because in one of the Podesta emails, someone emails John Podesta and says, uh, "We, I found a handkerchief that I found a handkerchief that is, uh, it seems to be MAP and pizza based. Uh, and like, do you want it back or uh, should I just throw it out? And so, the fact that this this email drives these people really wild because." They're just like, um, what do you mean a handkerchief that is pizza map based? Like, none of that makes any sense. And the thing is, is that if you, people have actually posted handkerchiefs that have maps on them with pizzas on them. So this, uh, the idea of this mysterious handkerchief pizza map thing, it's really not that mysterious. It's really pretty boring. But this thing, this uh, situation with that statement, because these people were looking for anything they could to get upset about and get offended by, they found this um, message in the Bethesda emails and they were just like, well, we got him now. We've got this guy because... There's no way that this could be uh, anything on the up and up. This has to be untoward. This has to be something nefarious. And when they really couldn't find anything, when they couldn't uh, make anything happen, they just created a cl- uh, the code out of whole cloth. Um. The the email reads, The realtor found a handkerchief. I think it has a map that seems pizza-related. Is it yours? They can send it if you want. I know you're busy, so feel free not to respond if it's not yours or you don't want it. And that's just... um, That's it. I mean, that's the message. But because... Uh, there is handkerchief code in this world, and they're obsessed with pizza. They were just like, oh, handkerchief. Oh, pizza. What does map mean? And then they had to invent that map was also a code word. And, um, and it's really obvious that like they shoehorned map into the FBI list. Because they because they wanted to make the Podesta emails look worse. So they were like, look, it's all code. Here's all these food products that are code for child trafficking. And here's MAP, also child trafficking. And the other thing about MAP that doesn't make any sense is MAP is code for semen, which, I mean, hey, there's all kinds of fetishes in this world, and I understand that, but... 
you look at all of these, again, much like all the food things are all food, uh, all of the other statements are trafficking of people, except at the end, uh, sauce is orgy, but everything else is boy, girl, little girl, little boy, male prostitute, person of color, and then semen, which is literally one of those things is not like the other. One of these things doesn't belong. And even orgy kind of makes sense if you're doing all the other things, if you're trafficking in prostitution and so on and so forth, maybe you're going to have an orgy. Who knows? But, again, where does the whole semen thing come from? Like, just map equals semen is just such a non sequitur from everything else on the entire list on both sides of it that... It's obvious the 4chan people were just looking at the Podesta emails and they were just like, map's got to be a code. I don't know, semen? Yeah, yeah it works. Bam, se- map, semen, bam, done. Post it, send it out there. And because people wanted map to mean something because it has to mean something because we're trying to uh, implicate John Podesta in a child trafficking ring and... Uh, what better way to do that than to decode his emails and to find the hidden truth uh, tucked away inside them. So that just really angry, really desperate attempt to just uh, totally uh, slander and destroy the credibility of John Podesta with no evidence whatsoever to do it is, I mean, it's really ghoulish. It's really like ridiculous the way QAnon and Pizzagate have acted about these Podesta emails for years now. This is ever ongoing. Out of Shadows rehashed them. Fall of the Cabal rehashed them and even brought out a really fake one that was ridiculous. It was a it was uh Hillary emailing Obama and they're not even within ten miles of the Podesta emails. But uh they they just kinda they, they have their material and they're gonna work their material to their dying day. We're going to be hearing about Anthony Weiner's laptop until the heat death of the universe. They don't care that nothing's happened and that, in reality, the nothing happening is damning for uh, the QAnon mythos. It's really bad because they're supposed to be uh, arresting these people. They're supposed to be defeating them. And instead, they've just led this laptop with... A literal murder on it. A gruesome, brutal murder on it. Just sit in a warehouse for four years and NBD. Whatevs. I mean, we could arrest Hillary, but why Why would we want to? Why put in the effort to actually uh, stop children from being murdered by a butcher when we can just whine about it? So uh, that is uh, the fake FBI code and why map slash semen is just so obviously tacked on and makes the whole thing so obviously fake. Even faker than the rest of it, which is incredible because it's all just trash. But uh, then I was hanging out looking at the Twitter trons and Jordan Sather was replying to the uh, Jesse Waters um, celebration of Q with Eric Trump, which was worrying as hell because we're really mainstreaming QAnon at this point, guys, and that's that's no bueno. But Sather replied to this uh, 
screenshot of uh, methods, methods to madness, um, and he was just like, "Hey, look at this uh, thing about QAnon." And uh, Donald Trump, uh, the, the QAnon thing with uh, Jesse Waters and Eric Trump's on Trump's YouTube uh, page. And it's a shout out to QAnon. It's code. Uh, POTUS is letting us know he's on the team. And then uh, Jordan Sandler replies back to it and says, uh, POTUS just needs to ask himself the question. Or in this case, here it says the Q. Now, the thing about this is... There has never been anything stopping Trump from declaring that he is uh, the head of Q-Team publicly. That he is the face of Q-Team, that Q-Team is real, and that we are going to crush the deep state and the cabal and uh, give all of you millions of dollars and the cure to all the diseases in the world and just make our lives incredible and uh, open up that wormhole right up there next to the moon and just travel the galaxies. And all the other fun shit that's supposed to happen after uh, we kill Obama and Hillary, who are the only things holding all this back, mind you. Uh, We could have a literal paradise if, but only for the blood of a few liberals. And yet, he doesn't, and Q has always said they have to ask the question. And this this fit into the narrative of QAnon so much, because they love it. They love the idea that the media is scared of them, that they're intimidated by them, they fear them. They enjoy so much the concept of the media knowing the Q is real and knowing that if they ask the question, they will be destroyed for it. They they get off on it. It's just so intoxicating. They love just yelling at John Acosta, ask the question, why won't you ask the question? You're scared, pussy, yeah. And that's the the mentality they have. They're these just angry, belligerent children. And I really think that they kind of know that if he did ask the question, or anyone did, that it wouldn't work out great for them. Uh, hell, Julian's Rum just literally uh, responded to one of his followers about the question. He was like, ah, Trump would probably give some like very fine people kind of uh, statement about it. And that's not the QAnon mythos. The QAnon mythos is that if, if Trump is asked about Q, he will give a full-throated endorsement of Q. He'll just be like, QAnon is real. I'm Q+. You're all going down and you know it. Where we go one, we go all. Boom. And just get ready for the five million sealed indictments to be unleashed. And for everyone to go to Guantanamo Bay where Joe M will be walking them up the scaffold to hang them for their crimes. I mean, that's just the way it works. That's just what's supposed to happen. But even the most diehard of Q uh, promoters knows that in the moment of truth that Trump ain't going to give him that. Trump ain't going to scream to the hills that Q is real and that he is the leader of it. But it makes them happy to think that they can uh, scream and yell at uh reporters and chastise them and tell them, hey, you've got to ask this question, because if you don't, it shows that you're a coward. What are you, chicken? I mean, it's just it's just grade school taunting. It's just childish. But that's what QAnon has. It's all they've got, so they, they're going to run with it. But, uh... And also, 
by making the media ask the question, they they defer responsibility from Trump to ever do it himself. Because, again, the whole do it cue thing is uh, verboten. You're not supposed to question God. You're not supposed to ask God to act on your behalf. You are supposed to just wait for things to work out the way they're supposed to. You are supposed to trust the plan. So uh, allow, giving the media the initiative on this thing, which, while it makes no sense in the uh, tactical battle between good and evil for the fate of the world, because... What if they just never ask the question and Trump never reveals himself as a result? Oops, tough break. But in the uh, idiot LARP of QAnon, it's the good thing because if Trump was if Trump was allowed, much like again, much like a vampire entering your house can only do so with your permission. If Trump was allowed to ask himself the question, well, then QAnon would be screaming at Trump every day. Reveal yourself to be Q. Vindicate Q. Make Q real. Do it, Donald. Do it, Protus. Oh, mighty God Emperor, please validate us in our stupid conspiracy theory. And the last thing that Q or the grifters or anyone would want is people screaming at Trump to uh, vindicate Q, to... Um, announce that Q is real because Trump's just dumb enough to react to uh, people screaming and yelling at him about Q and then he'd be like I don't know about Q uh, I've heard it's good and the Q people like me uh, so that's uh, positive boil, 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 boil. and then he would just mutter off to somewhere else and that'd be it and that payoff would literally be a series of Lincoln Project ads the next day. I mean, just any any positive affirmation of Q would be such a toxic thing for Trump to do that there's no way on earth his uh, staff would ever want him to do that. And it's just uh, just insane. <laughs> so, uh, and then, uh, before we get to the emails, a quick uh, complaint about uh, coverage of the election. Oh my god, um, it's so funny when I talk to these QAnon people and they're like, where do you get your news from, CNN or the Clinton News Network or Commie News Network? I, I don't, I, I, the TV was on for like five minutes and I uh, heard a reporter, and this was in the face of a poll that had uh, Biden up 12 in Michigan, I had a reporter talking about how she interviewed a lot of people, and there were a lot of undecideds, and they wanted to know what Biden's economic proposals were, and just this like just psychotic tap dancing around uh, the issue of Biden's overwhelming lead was so nauseating. And then after the reporter threw it back to the host in studio. The in-studio host was like, uh, is Biden taking too long on his vice president? We'll be back to discuss after this. And I and I just immediately just turned the television off because this, this, this need for horse race, this dog and pony show, this desire that we gotta see something. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's so sick. I mean, we live in a world where America is being devastated by a murder plague. And yet, in the face of all of this we have these networks reporting on just optics and political maneuvering and is Biden not announcing his vice president at the right time? And it's just so absurd. It's just so ridiculous that this is what we're talking about. And then a little while later, MSNBC, they had uh, aggregate, point uh vote uh just aggregate polls and where they were and it was like biden up eight in michigan biden up eight in wisconsin biden up six in florida biden up uh four in arizona biden up two in uh, north carolina and it was just this giant list where biden had all these leads and the states that he absolutely doesn't really need to win, the leads were four or less points, but the states that he, he's he got to have were all, like, six or more. And, like, three of them were, like, eight or were like eight-point leads. So these were, like, really solid, big leads. And then, like, literally right after the graphic showing the leads and also uh, showing like what Trump's margin of victory in each of those states was in uh, 2016. They then go to the talking heads to discuss it and the Krylon on the bottom of the screen says, polling shows Biden has narrow lead in and then lists the states. And I'm just I'm just sitting there and I'm like, you, those three of those states, he has an eight point lead in you in in the other one another one he has like six how are you showing a krylon that says narrow leads in all these states a six point lead isn't narrow an eight point lead isn't narrow why are you horse racing this oh my god and just just insane just just drove me out of my mind could not tolerate it just so frustrated so hopelessly frustrated. So all of that happened and it just, it, it really just, I can totally see why people on Twitter who absorb social media, who absorb mainstream media are so anxious and uptight about this election when, because the media wants you to be. The media is working hard to put their thumb on the scale, to get you nervous because they got to keep you watching. they got to keep you engaged. They're not just going to let you read these polls straight and react to them straight. They're going to offer their analysis of these polls. And their analysis is going to be, hey, something's going on here. I don't know. This Biden guy might blow it. Ooh, 
stay tuned. Will you will you get rid of the incredibly incompetent president that you currently have? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Stick stick through another ad break. So yeah, it's really, really frustrating. Our media sucks and they're terrible and I hate them. And uh it's it's really, really just incredibly irresponsible and they should never talk about any of this stuff they're gonna talk about this way. They should just be covering COVID and how the president is incompetent and not doing horse race bullshit. I mean, 2016 was all horse race all the time, and look where that ended up. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so just even, like, people always ask me, they're like, Poker, how can you fight these QAnon pricks 24-7? They're so malevolent and evil and malicious and lying and terrible. And... I enjoy it. I really enjoy it because it's their bad faith actors arguing in bad faith and it's fun to dunk on them and it's fun to expose that they're lying and all that kind of stuff. I would rather be on Twitter fighting with people all day than to watch like a half hour of CNN. I would I would probably throw myself out of a building if I had to watch CNN for a long period of time because they're just so disreputable. They're so scummy. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my uh, lot in life there. So television bad avoid television at all costs so uh it's question time um uh the man the myth the legend prag, uh prag.com who is a very good egg and did that wonderful thread on uh, debunking deltas which is uh, a very important work he uh he says you should do it live and let people call in maybe we can invite anons uh, I answered this in the thread a little bit, but uh, any anon that got on a uh, Zoom conference with me or uh, uh, this uh, live conversation, um, anyone who wanted to do this would be a troll. And they would be arguing in incredibly bad faith, which would be not fun for me in that sense. Because, I mean, I, I like just dunking on bad faith actors but when I'm going back and forth with them and I get to just watch them just sidestep and lie and dodge and it's so funny because uh, Julian's rum was was pissing and moaning about a, a debating baby Q and he's like oh Steinbart will just lie and talk about how he's from a different dimension and Margo Margo and it's like that's what you QAnon people do. You change the rules of the game to suit you every moment of every day. You don't have any ethics. You don't have any code of conduct. You're terrible. Don't don't kid yourself. You you're you're Steinbart. Just you don't know it. And so I wouldn't want to run around with uh, Bob Lotta numbers in this situation. I would want to engage someone who actually has, like, a following and actually has some uh, substance in QAnon so that they would have to uh, be held to account when the conversation got posted on social media and they had to dip out on all kinds of different things about all the different things that Q has said that Q was objectively, ridiculously, completely wrong about, uh, Asking Bob Lotta numbers about Cannibal Club doesn't uh, really do anything, but asking uh, Jordan Sather to defend Q's posting about Cannibal Club does. So, I mean, 
And the thing is, is none of those people will ever, will ever actually debate me because uh, I don't have enough followers. I don't have an, I don't have a big enough platform for them to enter the lion's den because I would tear them apart the same way that Mike Rothschild would tear them apart, that uh, Travis View would tear them apart, that any of the reporters who have blue check marks would tear them apart. But at least if they got dunked on by Travis or Rothschild or a reporter they would be able to tell their Q buddies that they uh, fought this big name so-and-so and and they showed him what for and they queued all over that dude and they're just a man and their fans would totally love it and give them bro fists and shit. Whereas if if Julian's Rum or Jordan Sather was like, hey, I fought poker in politics, they'd be like, oh, that guy I blocked uh, three months ago? Oh, whatever, fuck him. So it wouldn't. Uh, I, I'm in a I'm in a bad spot that way. Being in the second tier of QAnon debunkers, as it were, uh, means that I'm not really on the list for uh, engagement in any substantial way by anyone who wants to get anywhere. So, um, up next, uh, oh, uh, Fish says, "What's the other tweet?" He, Grifter blocked me a long time ago. Well, <laughs> I went over it. I'm sorry. Uh, Lone Wolf nine three nine zero says Jordan Captain Buttchug Sather is still trying to remain relevant. Oh, you know it. He's uh, he's out there promoting MMS as a better cure for uh, COVID than hydroxychloroquine. Uh, that, that that's his that's his new angle. His new shtick is to be all like, uh, "Hey guys, I know that the God Emperor said hydroxychloroquine will cure COVID, but." Have you tried Miracle Mineral Solution? Because boy, howdy, it does it even ten times better. Like, like, it's got to be so ridiculous to be a grifter like Sather, and you're literally saying that Q and Trump are holding back the real secrets, which is kind of absurd because Q and Trump are supposed to be the most benevolent, kind, helpful people that could ever have existed, and. If they had MMS as a solution and a secret, they would have told us about it. But uh, apparently, Sather's like even deeper into Q team than Q plus is, and Q because he's he knows the real truth. The real truth is miracle mineral solution. So uh, get yourself a bottle of that and uh, drink some bleach and uh, just rot out your stomach lining and put yourself in the hospital. Uh, Alex and Dejas. With uh, three roses, uh, says any comments on Dapper Gander's spat with the Q pusher who was posting a poll about hot dogs and baked beans? Uh, that's hilarious. Um, it, it shows that these people can't stand uh, sarcasm and they don't understand comedy in any way, shape, or form. They take everything so literally that they can't acknowledge that you're doing something uh, to get a rise out of them or it's being done uh, as a joke or that you're just uh, taking the piss of them. They don't get it. They, they're they very bad at comedy because they just see everything as being a declarative statement that you are saying this thing and you wholly mean what you are saying. You're not just saying it uh, for effect. You're saying it because it's what's in your heart, which is delusional it's really weird that people could have a mentality like that and 
that's what QAnon is. And it's why they don't understand and acknowledge a lot of the things that happen. Like when Patton Oswalt cracks his pedophile jokes, they can't be jokes. They're sick. They're evil. They're bad. It's why when Katy Perry uh, chuckles about selling her soul to the devil, she's not talking about the fact that she got out of Christian music and started dressing sexy and talking about sex and love and shaking her t- giant titties and all that kind of stuff. Like, it, it doesn't mean... Uh, it's not just a turn of phrase. It's not just a statement about things. Everything is literal. Everything means exactly what it means unless there's layers to it and it doesn't mean what it means which is again the cognitive dissonance of QAnon so uh, that thread and the people freaking out about it is just perfect it's just a perfect example of how they handle the world uh, Troy Francis says uh, how, given how many Hollywood and music stars come from humble beginnings how does QAnon substantiate the idea that they all unquestionably buy into the cabal to, when they achieve fame? Surely at least young and genuine uh, would kick up a media fuss when introduced to the baby eating. This is something I always bring up to these people. I always talk about this. I'm just like, why does no one ever complain? Why has no one ever uh gone undercover to reveal these things to the world it can't be that hard to show everybody the truth about Hollywood and the music industry if you were like a talented person or like even like just different you were just a person who had money, had connections in Hollywood through family and, and, and one way or another, that you would just be able to get in to the club. And then they would offer you the grilled baby. And you'd have it all on camera being uploaded to a cloud. And the FBI would see it. And then you'd arrest all those people. I mean, the whole concept of all of this is so absurd that nobody ever stops at that moment and says, oh, wait, 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 I'm not going to eat a baby. Fuck you. Uh, that's that's terrible. That's awful. That's scary. That's, that's appalling. And this leads to all kinds of uh, delusions and denials and spin. There'll be people that'll tell you these people, that the superstars are like literally from childhood raised to be uh, Illuminati puppets that like, from like the tender age of three, Katy Perry was groomed to be an Illuminati dupe. That uh, Lady Gaga was always going to be uh, Moloch's blessed hero. And it's really bizarre the way they try to explain this, the way they try to uh, justify it. And you do have uh, these young people that like, sort of a happen overnight. But Katy Perry did a bunch of Christian albums before she flipped because Christian rock doesn't sell and doesn't make you famous. And then you'll have people that struggled for years to get a big break. And they obviously were not from childhood uh, destined to be the Illuminati's leading lights. I mean, just the 
lack of narrative making sense is overwhelming with all of it. There's no logic to any of it. And one of the things I love is that they will always tell us that these songs are mind control. These songs are brainwashing. These songs contain codes. And how? How does the song contain a spell? How does the song contain the code? Let's say that, like, me and my friends, we formed a garage band. We made, like, four or five songs. We put them on SoundCloud. And then a record company liked it. And they signed us to a deal. And then they release one of our garage band songs on the radio. And it gets massive airplay. Is that song now a a satanic brainwashing device? If it was, how is it different than when we played it in our garage? And we may have recorded it in our in like our little makeshift studio in our house. And that's the that's the same recording that's not being played over the radio. So when did the Satanism happen? Did did we unknowingly uh, channel Satan while we were performing in the garage, or were were we or was the Satanism added? by producers and other people who are just like, hey, poker's got a hit track here. Time to sprinkle the Satan into it to brainwash the masses so they'll be ready for the baby-eating when we uh, defeat Donald Trump and unleash the Antichrist upon them. And what happens when you go to your first, like, uh, studio recording session with the the producers and, and Hollywood and all the big time executives they're like okay poker you're now getting ready to record your second album and uh, here's Tom Tom will tell you the proper breathing techniques to uh, brainwash a live crowd when you are performing for them and this will also impact the recording that we're going to release to the world so that you will be more able to uh, penetrate their minds with visions of the Dark Lord rising up and slaying all of humanity and ushering in the era of the Antichrist and killing God himself. And I'm going to look at them and be like, oh yeah, I totally signed up for that. I just didn't want to make some music and make a few bucks. I totally wanted to bring about the Antichrist. Yeah, that was always my life's dream. Oh, would you look at that? Get a go. So just every last bit of it is just so bizarre and so ridiculous. And it makes the conspiracy so massive and large that everyone's in on it. Everyone's always in on it. And this makes it more fun for them when uh, a big performer dies. They get to tell us if the cabal killed them to silence them or if uh, they were taken out by the Patriots. And we get to have a little debate on if it was a good thing or a bad thing that they died. But usually when a big-time performer dies, the QAnon people will say that they were just get, they were getting out. They were escaping. And they, they, got, they got dropped because they were about to blow the whistle on the whole thing. Because when you're a living Hollywood star, you're part of the cabal. When you are a dead Hollywood star, you are about to get out of the cabal and expose it for the evil that it was. But... They dropped you. They, they got you right before you could speak out. Uh, Kelly Renee, with a ton of emojis, uh, says, I need to catch up on your podcast. I wish I could explain and argue these things like you do. 
that would come in handy lately. Ugh. I just do this way too much. Experience. This is all just experience. Just uh, fighting these lunatics all the time. You can do it. I believe in you. You will be able to argue well with them one day. Uh, the Grand Inquisitor, A.I.S. Millard, uh, says, uh, What do we do if Twitter doesn't follow through with banning the high-profile accounts and serial ban evaders? And also, off-topic, do you own any pets? Um... If they if Twitter doesn't do anything, we just keep giving them the razzle dazzle. I mean, that's really all you can do. It, it, I mean, it would be nice if we could uh, get in touch with like Will Sommer and uh, Ben Collins and some of the other big check marks and just kind of like lean on these people a little bit more. Or having have Chrissy Teigen actually like like really put her foot down. Uh, it'd be incredible if we could ever get a message to Tom Hanks, but I don't think he's reading all of his social media where they're calling him a pedophile all the time. But, I mean, this will never end. This is, the the QAnon is part of the uh, discourse in perpetuity now. These people are not going to go away. And even if we do drive them off of Twitter and drain some of that poison out, they're going to be on Parler, they're going to be on Telegram, they're going to be on TikTok. They're going to be everywhere. They're going to they're going to they're going to keep doing this because they're they're obsessed, and uh, every social media platform that kicks them out will just be more further vindication of their victimhood, which is what they live for. As much as they like winning, they love losing even more. That's the sickness of QAnon. That's the sickness of the addiction. Uh, at this moment, I do not have a pet. Uh, I wish that uh, I I may get a pet sooner or later. I love cats. I am a cat person. Uh, dogs are too big. Even a small dog. If I want a small dog, I'll get a cat. And I just like being able to have a cat laying around, and I just scoop the cat up, pet it a little bit, then put it back down, and it looks at me and goes, why'd you pick me up? I was sleeping. You prick. And then the cat goes back to sleep. Because cats are very good at sleeping. So I enjoy cats. I have owned a bunch of cats in my time. Uh, I owned a terrible, awful cat that was a complete piece of shit. And he was such an absolute piece of shit, me and my family named him Satan. So uh, that right there, totally outing myself as a a deep state cabal Moloch lover. I had a cat named Satan. That is a true story. That cat sucked shit. And then I watched him get run over by a car, which really sucked. Although it was uh, weird because uh, he ran at the car and he got caught in the uh, tire well and it spun him and then he ran away and then I found him dead a little while later, which sucked. But uh, at least he didn't get like like road pizza in front of me, which would have been pretty pretty gruesome. Uh, so yeah, Satan the Cat, bad experience. Three out of ten, would not recommend. Uh, David B. of the Dark Alliance, uh, demon emoji, uh, snake emoji, says, uh, Is there one thing that Q has hypothetically set out to accomplish and accomplished it? I asked the followers for one example. They say a BS answer, like he woke people up or stealed indictments or Epstein, even though Q never said anything about Epstein to my knowledge. Uh, Q complained about Epstein before his uh, secondary arrest and then uh, death in prison, as it were, but... A lot of Q's complaints about Epstein before his arrest were that like Q was that Epstein was powerful and he was connected. 
and as a result, he was someone that the deep state would never uh, accept being taken down. And then when he was taken down, Q was like, oh, I totally did that. I nailed it. Jump shot. Which is how Q operates. He'll take credit for anything. Uh, the sealed indictments obviously haven't happened yet, and they never will, so that's not something he can take credit for. And the waking people up thing is QAnon Centrism 101. It's one of the uh, ways that they uh, deny what QAnon actually is and how terrible it truly is, and they justify and defend uh, the evil of Q by saying, oh, well, I mean, the whole adrenochrome and the baby eating and the calls for mass murder of people and the uh, anti-Semitic Q drops and the homophobic Q drops and all that stuff. Uh, I'm not really cool with all that, but he's waking people up. I mean, that's just, it's just their excuse. It's just their, their huge dodge to try to justify, explain and defend uh, why they support this terrible movement and the uh, pig farmer from the Philippines who's running all of this. Uh, going back to Millard's question, that that could be really something we could seriously do, is really just put more pressure on the public to go at Jim Watkins. Because he, he should be the public face of QAnon. Because he's the one running the website that Q posts on. And he should take way more... He should take way more heat for that than he does. Because he's the one enabling it. And it's it's him and him alone. So, yeah, go at Jim Watkins. Let that guy know that we're we're not happy with him. We're not happy with the crap that he's doing. So uh, that is ye old pody cased for uh, this Sunday. Uh, I, I was planning on a surprise. I was planning on something interesting, but uh, things did not work out. Um, Something may work out in the next week or two, and I will keep you all posted on that. But until then, I'm just going to yell into the microphone a bit more and uh, just keep this uh, train rolling as we get ever closer to the election and the hopeful removal of Donald Trump from power and the hopeful absolute shit fit that QAnon is going to throw when they find out that they've been hoodwinked, flimflammed, swindled, hit with the old razzle-dazzle. I will catch you all on Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. Have a good one. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.